Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hello, friends. Angie here. Excited to be looking at Matthew 13 with you today. There are some pretty stellar parables in this chapter, and I wish this rural Midwest country girl had time to discuss all of them with you. Weeds, fields, soil, roots, harvest, wowzers. But alas, we don't have time, so i just like to focus on the parable of the mustard seed, which is verses 31 and 32. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nest in its branches. Have you ever had something in your eye? An eyelash, a piece of dirt, or, for the ladies listening, a tiny particle of mascara. One blink and you know instantly that something is not right. You grab a mirror and look to see what is causing this blinding pain as your eye tears up and you struggle not to blink. And even worse, if that teeny tiny object makes a sliver of a scratch or a cut on your eyelid or your eye, oh my goodness, put a fork in it because I am done at that point. As you can tell, I've had that happen a few times, and I'm always amazed by how something so teeny tiny could have such power and cause such a big, big disruption. Our scripture today is like that too. When Jesus told stories or parables, he often used common items that people saw every day, like seeds in this case, to illuminate spiritual truths. In doing so, he connected the things of earth with the things of heaven. In this short parable, for example, no one had ever seen the kingdom of heaven that he was describing, but they did know about the mustard seed. Side note, the phrase kingdom of heaven is used over 30 times in Matthew's gospel. The Jews were anticipating a physical kingdom to come, not a spiritual kingdom. The use of the word heaven helps emphasize and reinforce the spiritual nature of the kingdom to come, which was a needed mindset. But of all the practical examples that Jesus could have chosen to illustrate this kingdom point, why use a tiny seed to describe something so big and majestic as the kingdom of heaven? Why not use an oak tree or a fortified castle wall to get the point across? I mean, let's be real. The mustard seed was a tiny, small, insignificant, average, non-impressive seed. In truth, it grew, in, it grew into a shrub that could grow as big and tall as a tree, making it somewhat of a nuisance to control. Some people even regarded it as a weed. How does that compare to the kingdom of heaven? Have you ever noticed how Scripture has a way of turning conventional thinking upside down? In our American culture, where power, money, and being number one are often elevated in importance. The parable of the mustard seed is seemingly countercultural. When the gospel disrupts the conventional wisdom of our day, we get uncomfortable. It forces us to consider a different angle of what should really matter to kingdom-minded believers. The very idea of using a small seed, no larger than a speck of dirt, to describe the power, mystery, and glory of this kingdom? Well, that's baffling. Oh, but Jesus, the masterful and savvy parable teller. 
A Chinese pastor friend unpacked this simply by saying, when a seed is sown into the ground, it dies. In a certain way, it disintegrates, but also it germinates. It bursts its body. Do you see the picture of burial, death, and resurrection? A new life comes forth literally from the burial, the death, and the resurrection of the seed, just like Jesus, end quote. Yes, of course. Jesus points to a plant by the side of the road. The life of that plant began with the death of a seed. In the same way, the death of Jesus Christ and his being raised to life again is the perfect picture of the kingdom of heaven. On the surface, this parable doesn't make sense to the naked eye, but it sure makes sense when one knows how this story ends. The kingdom of heaven, a kingdom both now and not yet, both present and the future. Revelation 1 reminds us the story doesn't end with the seed. It begins there, stating, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Pray with me. Lord, I'm grateful for this small parable that's a big reminder of your story, of who you are and who you will become one day. We stand firm and we remember that one day, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that you, Christ, are Lord. This is our hope and our confidence as we stand on your promises and your faithfulness to us. Thank you for the gift of salvation and for your loving kindness to us. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so, because we'd love to continue to dive into God's Word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.